thing on. Hello and welcome to DFS Deep Dive. My name is Brian Craighead and I'll be one of your three hosts. Joining me momentarily will be Luke and Mav. Just like one of your favorite players, Mav was questionable to doubtful this morning, but he's, he's feeling a little bit better now after a nap. We're glad to have him on. Like I said, we're DFS Deep Dive. We concentrate on daily fantasy sports with our platform being DraftKings. And you can find all of our, all of our Twitter content at the Cut FFB. As for me, I'm at Vandegrad92. Um, I work with this site as well as four others. We, I do a variety of articles, do a couple of live streams on Sunday, and this podcast on Friday nights. So I keep rather busy. So, like I said, I'd like to go ahead and introduce my two co-hosts and let them tell themselves, t- let them tell you something about themselves. Guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Besides being a little under the weather, um, I'm still kind of sick. So excuse my voice and the faces I might make because I'm still partially dying. Um, <laughs> I'm pulling a JJ while I'm going to play while while sick. Hopefully, I'm not out for the rest of the season afterwards. Um, but yeah, my name is Maverick Protagonist TV underscore on Twitter. I'm mostly a gamer, but I'll, talking sports, I mostly just do this podcast here and kind of dabble with debates on Twitter with people that like the troll for clicks, like I was doing all day today. It's always fun. I am a Patriots fan, so I will be live tweeting or you know tweeting like live updates about the game because. Upset alert. Uh, good. Uh, stop it with that, first of all. It's upset. But uh, yeah, my name is Lucas Depow. You can find me at Lucas Depow on Twitter. Um, you can find me on this podcast talking, obviously, um, daily fantasy. And obviously, with the shirt with Steelers fan, we got a monster game in Cleveland this week. Can't wait for Sunday. We're excited to watch it. Mav, you don't look as excited, but you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Like, like I said, our content is surrounded around, around DraftKings. That being our eighth week, we um, all had another pretty good week last week. I know I, I entered a um, 50-50 pool and won that for the fourth time in five weeks. I'm pretty excited about that. So things are going pretty well, and I think we did all did okay on our picks. I know I was 4-2. and two. I know Matt was 4-2. I mean, I was 2-4. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We didn't have to mention that. We're going to tell, tell our okay. highlights first. It's okay. <laughs> so like I said, DraftKings, you, you got a $50,000 um, salary cap, got to fill nine positions. You got a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, excuse me, no kicker, defense, and a flex. And so those are your nine positions. And each week I like to highlight a few games. Um, first of all, we, we deal with the main slate. And on the main slate, those are uh, those are the 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern games. So always keep that in mind. That's all that's on there. So you want to have a Thursday night game. The Thursday night game, some of y'all probably saw, it was kind of a very interesting ending. But um, Packers obviously won 24-21 over the Cardinals. Then on Sunday night, you've got the Vikings hosting the Cowboys. Big injury to look at there is uh, Dak Prescott. Not sure. Um, Jerry Jones says he's playing. 
the coach seems to think otherwise. So we'll wait and see. But it could be a potential shootout if he plays. And then Monday night, you got the uh, ten and a half point favorite Chiefs playing hosting the uh, hosting the Giants. So I don't I don't expect a great game, but you still could find a little maybe price plays from the Giants side. And then there's two teams on by this week. You got the Ravens and the Raiders. So just keep all that in mind when filling your lineups. And being Friday nights, you've got some options. Just there, there's a few injuries that you got to monitor and all that. But you can keep um you keep filling those lineups about five minutes till at till one o'clock. So just keep all that in mind. Guys, if y'all don't mind, maybe you can put out your, put in your lineups and see what we got going on. Um, give me one second. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so from last week, uh, I still got the point totals here. Uh, it was that Brian who scored the most with 147. That was me, yep. Okay, and then yeah, I had 138.74, just edged out Luke by point 44. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I take those. <laughs> totally different lineups, too, and they wound up. That's crazy. Usually you want to at least like get in the money. I, it looks like you want to hit at least 150, which we didn't do. Um, Looking at the bar above, that's what it looks like at least. So you want to hit at least like yeah. that's like the magic number. It's like the sweet spot. All right. So I know I said I'm a Patriots fan. I try not to be biased with these lineups. This week might <laughs> say otherwise. Um, but just first, a little. Yeah, just a little. So <laughs> let's start with my stack of the week, Brady. And uh, am I missing him? I know I'm blind. Godwin. Okay, so Brady's 74 and Godwin is 64. Um, Brady already told Mike Evans he's not catching any more touchdowns. So somebody's going to have to catch them. Brady might be serious about that for at least a week and then just use that as a troll, but don't be surprised, right? Mike Evans had all the love last week with touchdowns. Godwin scored one, but this could be a game where he scores multiple. There's still no Antonio Brown. Tyler Johnson didn't really do much as expected last week. So Gronk is coming back, which might remove any of the touches Tyler Johnson might be getting. So just be aware Godwin could be the play this week. And then Brady, he's number one and how many of the stats this year for quarterbacks? So he, he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. This is a revenge game because the Saints swept them in the regular season last year. Every game is a revenge game for Brady this year. <laughs> so that's why Brady the Godwin, we love that connection. Just hope it actually pans out. Now for running back, um, I went with uh, Damian Harris, 6,100, and they're going to pound the rock on, on uh, L.A., he had 100 yards rushing the last two weeks and, what, three touchdowns last two weeks? He had two touchdowns last week and I think one the week before. That's The trend is going to continue. He might get two more this week. He's at least getting one, right? Because Stevenson, we don't even know if he's playing. And if he's not playing, Damian Harris is the guy at the goal line as well. What the heck was that? Why was he? I was so upset. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Typical <know>. Belichick. <laughs> right? Bolden was a healthy scratch week before. So yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. You know, when I seen that come across like an hour for a kickoff, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I was so upset because I had um, – who did I have on my bench? Javante Williams, and he put up 17. And I risked that for Ramondre Stevenson, who didn't even play. So, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and it, it cost him my, my, my matchup too. Um, Damian Harris is 6,100, by the way. His price is going up. He was like 5,000-something last week. Yeah. Uh, running back two, 
I went with Khalil Herbert at 5,400. So last week he put up 21 points against the Bucks, 100 yards exactly, five receptions for 33 yards. So that's about eight points for receiving and another 100 there. Um, so yeah, 21.3 and the week before 19. So slowly but surely his targets just went up. And then he had 18 carries week five. So he went from 18, 19, 18 plus five. So his touches is gradually going up. He'll eventually get to 25 and then 30 touches. Hopefully his price stays this cheap. If not, I mean, this is still great value at 5,400. Right. Fantastic. Um, I went with Brandon Cooks here at 5,700. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Right, somebody's got to do something in this game. Even if it's even if it's like it's not Bill Belichick, so he's not going to get completely shut down. And it's the Rams' offense, so they'll be down by a lot very fast, in which they're going to have to throw the ball. And I think it's um, it's the quarterback that's playing again. Who's the original starter? Davis Mills is still playing one more week, unfortunately. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, they said it sometime earlier this afternoon that Tyrod's probably one more week out. Oh, okay, that's what. Was yeah. Going on. Okay, I thought he's coming back already. Okay. Now, my th- receiver three, I went because I still had a lot of money left over. Because uh, I did like defense, I did defense, tight end first, and then full my last receiver and flex last. But I ended up going with Chamar Chase at 7,500. I mean, he's giving you hopefully the pa- it's not a pa- this pattern's ridiculous. I hope it doesn't. It, <laughs> he goes for another 30 and not 13. But he has 37, 30, and 22 in three of the last five weeks. Um, they're playing the Jets. I mean, the Jets just gave up 50. Right. I, I hope the Bengals. <laughs> I hope. I hope the Bengals try to match. Best case scenario. Um. But yeah, no. Like Chase is being force fed the ball pretty much now. Like they have that LSU connection again. So I don't think that anybody else other than Mixon is worth a play here. Yeah. Cincinnati. So, and if the Jets feel like giving up 50 again, Jamar Chase might end up with 50 himself. <laughs> now, tight end, this is a revenge game. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's true. Um, he's had a, He has a touchdown in, what, three straight weeks? Four straight weeks? Four think, straight weeks. So, so I think it's four. We're, we're, and John o. Smith is very questionable, might not even play. He did make the trip, but he might not play so far. That's what I'm gathering. So there's going to be a lot of... A lot of plays for the tight ends the last few weeks, and it might all go to Hunter Henry. Who knows? Uh, I'm okay with that. So let's, let's go on board. Hunter Henry, 4,200. Right? All I need is a touchdown. That's all I need for, for a fifth straight week in the, in the red zone. I'll take that. Um. So defense, I went Patriots, page, uh, defense and special teams. Um. They obliterated the Chargers last year. And they only had like 150 yards of total offense. So they had, I think, a punt, re- a punt block or a kick, a field goal block for a touchdown. They gunner returned a kick for a touchdown. So they had like three touchdowns just off special teams in defense last year. And I'm not going to say they're going to get at least three, but against the ranked 32nd uh, special teams in the on the Chargers, I think the Pages can get at least one on special teams. And that alone will make up for the 2800 that I just spent on, on this. For sure. Like, and if they, like I said, if the Patriots are going to come away with the upset here, they're going to have to play some defense and special teams. And that forty five hundred, probably the best player you're going to find this cheap. Probably like my favorite newest addition to New England, or one of my favorites, Kendrick Bourne. The last two weeks, fifteen points, fourteen points. He even has a twenty one point game there against New Orleans. 
So he's he's definitely seen the ball. Um, sure, like last week, he only had against the Jets was just four targets, sixty-eight yards, but he also threw for a touchdown. So he's involved in the gadget plays. Um, other than that, he has just a catch for seventy-five yards against Dallas because they were trying to go with more two tight end sets, even though didn't run that many plays. And against the Bucks, five for fifty-eight, and that's already ten points. So if you're getting if you're getting that, he's averaging eleven at forty-five hundred. You're already getting your money's worth at 4,500, just 11 points, right? So if he's getting you a touchdown as well, you might see 15, 14, 21. And if John who's not playing, he'll easily get you the 15, no problem. For sure. That's what I got. We got three Patriots, four Patriots, and two former Patriots. Like I said, I tried not to be biased, but it looked really really hard not to do it. Hey, you're sick. We'll give you a pass. The the only uh for the cheap play of forty five hundred would you consider going down one hundred to play Boston Scott, who's playing the worst run D in the league with Miles Sanders being out. That's assuming that's assuming the Eagles run the ball. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Kyle like Gainwell better because he catches. But he, if the Eagles were smart, that guy should touch the ball and should have some opportunity. And I I don't know how, how many carries he get last week after Sanders went out. Did it say uh, on there? I think it said uh, seven. But, seven. And they were losing. They should be winning this game, so he should get ten to fifteen touches, Hopefully. which could could be worth at that price. Um, the only the only thing I would tr- I would look at for uh, outside of Kendrick Bourne. Look to see which other New England running back is playing, whether it's J.J. Taylor or Brandon Bolden, because they were both heavily involved in the passing game last week. And Bolden had a touchdown and seven catches or six catches for 79 yards. And J.J. Taylor had two rushing touchdowns. So everybody was – Brandon Bolden is 45 and J.J. Taylor is 42. What is Stevenson's price, just in case he's active this week? He's probably um, down there. He's got to be down there too. I can't imagine. He's forty six. Oh, so he's 100. actually hundred okay. more. Yeah. So they're all together, those three. So pick your poison, right? Yeah. One, so of, them, one of them's going to be inactive. Yeah. So just look to see. It's obviously a game time decision, but um, just out of the backfield, uh, Brandon Bolden was the one that was heavily involved catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah. Another name we were mentioning before we came on was maybe David Johnson at forty two hundred with Mark Ingram trade. Yeah, got some volume. He's caught quite a few passes on the year. He's, he's had several ten point games. Also at forty two, Russell Gage had his best, his probably his only game of the season so far. Uh, four for sixty seven and a touchdown. So that could be an interesting play as well. And could be good. Carolina's number one against the run, so Atlanta should be throwing that game. So, um, the only other pivot I wrote down from earlier was Brandon Cooks to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he's Emmanuel Sanders 5,400, so you'd save 300. Like you said, I think you thought maybe Tyrod's playing. That might be a good pivot. They always seem to kill the Dolphins lately, and he's been just as good, if not better, than Stephon Diggs this year. So he he could be a smash play, too, at 5,400. If you Cooks is probably the safer play, but Sanders probably has bigger upside. 14, I, I love Cooks, 13, but I was looking at Cooks' stats. I believe throughout the last four weeks, he scored just below 10 points. So I, I almost have him every single week, but yeah, five for 21 last week. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> and he got oh, shut down about the same the week, a couple weeks before that. So he's been good, but Davis Mills is certainly bringing him down a little. Yeah, hopefully Tyrod's back next week. The quality of defenses they're playing too. So I think Sanders might be the play. 
next week the Texans looking ahead get the Dolphins. If Tyrod's back, he Cooks will probably be a smash play against the Miami as bad as their secondary has been. Because three the last Tyrod's four weeks, it's Buffalo who forty nothing, then Bill Belichick, and then Arizona. Yeah. But like you said, they're going to be losing. He should have opportunity. He should catch five to seven balls, but he doesn't have a high chance of a touchdown because of the team they're on. But, you know, yeah. he's a great player, but, man, he's just stuck. I've seen – I don't know if you guys seen his tweet with Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram oh, yeah. was traded. He's not yeah, happy. He's, he's upset. Yeah. Why am I still here? <laughs> One question I'd like to throw out. I've had, I've had Chase every single week. I love him. His price tag finally caught up with him. A Big little time. bit. And <laughs> with the Bengals being 10.5-point favors, what kind of game script do you see there? Yeah, if he doesn't score early, maybe he doesn't get it. Like, they get in control, you're thinking? I'm thinking possibly, yeah. Oh, just keep in mind, the game might be close, though, because the Jets have only given up at most 28 points. Yeah. Uh, besides last week. So not every team is going to be coached by Bill Belichick. I think that was more of a – one team got extremely outcoached, then one being just way better than the other. So even though the Bengals on paper are way better, I don't expect every team to just go into play the Jets and just completely blow them out. Mind, he, you, mind you, they're in New York this time. This isn't like you know them being in Gillette. Could could it possibly be a little bit of a Bengal letdown after beating Baltimore? Big emotional win, but you know we thought that when the Bengals played the Lions and the Bengals yeah. came and smacked them. The Bengals mm-hmm. might be actually legit this year. It's very possible, but. I don't see him losing the Jets at all, but I kind of get what Brian's saying. Like, if he doesn't score early and then it's all Mixon and Piran in the second half and, you know, they don't want to get Burrow hurt. But chances are I think he would catch a bomb in this game early. They'll probably design some plays for him in the first half. T. Higgins had 15 targets last week. You know that? But that was when the game was still close and whatnot. He's one yeah, to he keep just, an eye on, too. Unfortunately, he didn't have a great game. But like you said, Higgins is getting some targets. So He's a solid receiver. He's just overshadowed with how good Chase is. I think he had seven catches on those fifteen targets, but yeah, you got I don't him. know that'll that'll correct itself. I think, like I said, he's a good receiver. So, I think they were attacking a certain corner in that game, and I think it was the one Higgins was on. It could be why. So Higgins and shootout games could be one to keep in mind for that when games they're going to have to score. You know, he might be a value play down there, especially and, at forty eight hundred. That that price tag is a joke. To be perfectly honest with you, he's one of the best right. players below five thousand you'll ever see. Yeah, and you know he could score too this week. It's possible. Low key, since you went from Cooks to um, all right, this is just the last one because we're spending too much time on Manny on Manny yeah. Sanders. So how much did you say if you had three hundred? Yeah. How much is Darnell Mooney again? I have not looked up the. Bear. I'm done looking up the Bears receivers. <laughs> I'm not even okay. trying. <laughs> okay, so you can save the three hundred from Cooks to. What did we say again? Sanders. Sanders. You can go from Kendrick Bourne to Darnell Mooney. He has a pattern too. Okay. Bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game. And he just God, had problems. Was, he just were, had a shitty game last week. So they were so and bad. it's the 49ers. Um, I don't know how good the 40. I haven't even watched 49ers because I really don't want to watch Jimmy G, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so I haven't really watched how good their defense is. And seeing that they just lost to the Colts, I'm assuming Justin Fields will have more time to breathe. Yeah. Um, so, and since his favorite target is Darno Mooney, I'm expecting this trend to continue. Bad game, good game, bad game, good game, and he can give you a solid 15 points. Yeah. Especially maybe. if the if, if, especially if the Bears even like score. So if if they score a touchdown, I can see it being to Darno Mooney, where he, he gives you 10 points for 4800, it's worth it. Yeah, and he's a field stretcher too. Again, one bomb, and he pays for that price. You yeah. Know. So, like I said, if you, you want to pivot from Cooks to Sanders, which I actually think Sanders might be the better play, 
um, boring to Darnell Mooney could be the better play too. Is he the same price as Allen Robinson? I see Allen Robinson forty nine hundred. Forty nine, yes, yeah, hundred dollars. Wow, what a world we live in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah Justin Fields hasn't him. proved confident yet. I keep waiting for him. Yeah, no, he didn't have a chance to throw either. I mean, it was a combination of things. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Luke's your turn. Okay. I'm going with the ugly stack of the week. We'll just start with the stack here. It's uh, Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. Uh, Sam Darnold's 5,700. DJ Moore is 7,200. Look, Falcon secondary is not good, right? Sam Darnold, if you don't do it here, you're done. <laughs> He's been so bad after the first three games. But mm-hmm. if you skip the Jets game, because I don't count the Jets as an NFL offense at this point, but Tua was 32 of 40 for and four touchdowns uh, when he played the Falcons. And then Tyler Haneke, the game before the Jets, had three touchdowns at almost 300 yards. So I just still think the Falcons secondary is really bad. And DJ Moore is an elite NFL receiver that's stuck in a bad quarterback play. He might slowly become the new Allen Robinson. He Maybe he never gets a quarterback. I don't know. But this seems like a good week to stack that since Sam Darnold's price is so low. But just get it figured out against Atlanta, please. Uh, for running back – I went James Robinson, 6,600. If he gets – I mean, Kamara had 13 targets. I don't expect him to have 13 catches, but Seattle's defense isn't good. This could sneaky be a shootout game if Geno is halfway competent, but James Robinson has all the opportunity in the world. They don't run Carlos Hyde anymore. It's all James Robinson. He's a smash. I still don't think his price is high enough for the opportunities he gets. My other running back, I'm with Mav with Damian Harris at 6,100. For fantasy purposes, he's one of the hottest backs in the league, I think, right now, and his price hasn't caught up to him. And the Chargers are not good against the run at all. So this seems like a very good play. I can see them playing ball control, too, and keeping Herbert off the field and Harris getting a lot of work. Uh, For wide receivers, we already have DJ Moore at the stack. Our next one, we're going to chase Claypool at 6,300. I guess it's my turn to be a homer here. But (laughs) Chase Claypool is at a – Good luck against Cleveland. He's only played him three times in his career. In his, he has 74 yards, 101 yards, and 59 yards, and three total touchdowns if you, one of them is counting the playoff game. Obviously, he's a rookie last year. But uh, he seems to have good luck against the Browns, and I think their secondary definitely can be beat. And Pittsburgh had a bye, and we're going to see some new things, I think, here. Um, hopefully, they can keep Miles Garrett away from old man Ben, and he can get the ball out there. And Matt's favorite game to watch at 1 o'clock, Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Uh, the other receiver, uh, Michael Pittman's 5,300. He's had a really good last couple weeks. This could be a chalky play is the only thing I'm worried about. Um, you might see him a lot of lines because of his price. And he just played Monday night, and usually the Monday night guys' prices don't get bumped up. But I think with that Titan secondary not being good, and I think he is turning into a number one and is slowly starting to come on here and – you know, he's a high draft capital guy from last year and should be starting to come along as long as Carson Wentz can keep improving his play. I think Michael Pittman could have a monster game on Sunday against the Titans. And T.Y. Hilton's not playing, right? I haven't heard, actually. I know Paris Campbell caught one bomb two weeks ago and then was out for the season, like always. So yeah. uh, I'm not sure about T.Y. Hilton. He's questionable he's- right now. I think he's practiced some towards the end of the week, so – He's okay. 50-50 for sure, but we'll see. Because the one game two I hope and play, Pittman only had five points. Yeah. That was Houston, though, so that could have been that. Yeah, we don't need to throw. We'll, we'll see. I We'll see what happens. Um, for tight end, going Tyler Higby. 
on the Rams. Now, this is obviously a could be a scary one. Same situation as we kind of discussed with Jamar Chase, which the Rams could get a big and not have to throw much on the Texans later. But the Texans are horrible against tight ends and could be Higby. You could take your shot any week with any of these Rams players, I think. Although even with Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, obviously Cooper Cup's the easy one, but any of them opportunity every week with the way the offense is playing. Um, for a flex, we're going to go to Kenny Gainwell at five thousand. Uh, the Lions, I we talked about Boston Scott a little bit, but Gainwell should be the pass catching back, and I can see him getting. Here's a reason why he's a little more than Boston Scott. I think he could have five catches and probably get ten carries, and the Lions aren't very good against the running backs at all. Could be a fun game. I kind of think the Eagles kind of take care of them there. And then for defense, uh, for thirty three hundred, took the Buffalo Bills. Um, they the last two times they played Miami, they've completely smacked them, and they're going to be mad about how the Titans game ended. And coming off a bye, I think they're just going to feast on Tua and his inability against good teams. He's had a last could last two games too has actually been okay. So this is going to be a good test for him. Let's see if he can show us something against a good defense. If you guys had anything for that, there's a hundred dollars left over. No, my only question is. Um, I, I agree on Gainwell be, being the receiving back. What do you think the t- the uh, rushing split will be between Boston Scott and him? That could be interesting. Like the main part of why I just stuck him in there was the pass catching aspect. I'm trying to look right now. So Scott had seven, Gainwell had five last week after Sanders went out. So it could be pretty split, but I just think he gets the PPR bump. But well, Gainwell, I've got, I've got him in a, I've got him in a redraft league, and I'm debating yeah. starting him for sure. The thing I like about Melvin it, Gordon, my, my running back too is not great, obviously. Yeah, and, you should be fine with Gainwell, though. And, you know, it's a new coaching staff, and this is their draft pick. They didn't draft Boston Scott, so sometimes that matters who they chose to pick on this team. So I think we could see a good Gainwell game. And for those in redraft, it was announced today that uh, San, Miles Sanders going on going on short-term IR. So could be the, good, could be the Gainwell Scott um, duo for the next three weeks for sure. So. That figures too. They finally were giving Miles Sanders carries early in the game, and he gets there. <laughs> and he looked good. He did. Now, to, something to look out for, like I mentioned earlier about T.Y. Hilton. If he's playing, I wouldn't probably trust playing Pittman. Okay. If so, other than Pittman, we can go back with your pivot on mine and go Emmanuel Sanders for hundred dollars more. Yeah, and I'm hundred percent fine with that. Either even without T.Y., I'm fine with that. Like I, I still think Manny Sanders got a big game. Yeah. Also, if, if you didn't trust the game well for 5K, if you want to go double tight ends, you can play Mike Gusecki. That dude's been on fire for like the last month. He's also 5K, um, but they should be down to Buffalo, so should be thrown a lot. I'm not sure how Buffalo is against tight ends overall, but Gusecki's pretty much been like a receiver just like Kyle Pitts lately, so that's a good pivot too for 5K. And I used a double I used a double tight end set here as you'll momentarily see, but I, I actually chose, chose his teammate, Dallas Goddard. With the arch, oh, okay, yeah. Last, so he's at yeah, seven hundred. Now, um, uh, my last pivot. You can go from Higby to Hunter Henry and save three hundred. Yep, actually wrote that down myself for you. That's funny. And then you okay. guys both had Hunter. And instead of Pittman, you can go Waddle. Okay, same thing. Good. Negative game script. We throwing a lot. Yeah, because even the last time they played Buffalo, he still had six. Uh, six, like, you know, eight targets, just 48 yards, and just no touchdowns. But lately, his last two games, 15 points, you know, seven receptions for 83 yards. And then against Jackson, it's Jacksonville, but he still had 10 for 13. I mean, uh, 
you know, 10 for 70, two touchdowns. So the last few weeks, he's been picking it up. And then even against the Raiders, who's actually a pretty solid team, that was when he had 12 catches for 58 yards. So the targets are definitely there for Waddle. For sure. It's just, you know, he needs more yardage. But I think against Buffalo. No, um, he, he's one, like you said, T.Y. Hilton. There's a chance Devontae Parker finally plays too. I don't know if that will affect him or not, but I don't know how many games Parker's even played this year. So um, we'll keep an eye. I have no idea what his price is. You might have to search him. Parker. Everything too. If you want another piece of the Rams game, set of Robinson, you go down a hundred and get Daryl Henderson in a game that should be head. So you could do that too if you didn't want a Jaguar player. I love Henderson this week. He's yeah. played weeks uh, the four the first four weeks, and okay. even then, even those games, you know, Waddle. Even yeah. With Parker playing, Waddle still has a lot of targets the first four weeks. Uh, Waddle's becoming the one, I think. Yeah, oh, he's the so one. Let's yeah. Look at the, last, <laughs> the first four weeks, I mean, sure, five, eight, thirteen. Yeah. And obviously, week four was just four targets, but um, he, you know, the targets are, are always there for him. For sure. Like his two bad games, he had six targets and then four targets, but those are the only two games where he has under like so little targets. Yeah. And one, the last one I had wrote down was if you don't trust the Steelers and Claypool with 100 left, you can go from Claypool to Godwin, which was one of your plays. So, yeah, Godwin, so Godwin or Sutton, but I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater whatsoever. I'm with you there. But Washington's D is so bad. <laughs> they might be okay. But Judy is back this week. So it'll be interesting to see how that split goes. What's Judy's price this week? I think I've seen him when you scrolled down a little bit. Might have time in. I'm curious to see if he's more or less than Sutton. No, he's 49. Okay. And he's still listed as IR. Yeah. They they said I think they're hopeful he plays or he rested today. I remember seeing some practice. So, so if he plays, that'll be interesting with him and some. Oh my God. That's like could could be a steal. Uh-huh. Even if you don't like Teddy, just I don't know what changed from Washington. Like from last year to this year, what happened to Washington's D? I don't really know. But they are awful. Uh oh. Hello? Sorry, guys, got bumped. Why are you here yeah. twice? Yeah, you got. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that was. I was like, wait, who's? We got her. You got a twin. <laughs> that was funny, but I, that's all I got for mine, though. Um, yeah, I know cool. Sam. Sam Darnold. I know you were like, yeah, but chasing that Falcons D. All right, let's go. Come on, give me that stack. Give me one DJ more bomb. King. Should I take the risk and play uh, Trevor Lawrence here? Against Seattle, last two weeks, nineteen and twenty-two, he's figuring it out. Now he's going against Seattle. I don't even know if they can play defense anymore. And DJ Moore, so his targets this year: are 8, 11, 12, 12, 7, 13, 10. He should be absolutely feasting, well, but there, that's bad quarterback play. Yeah, the last three weeks is you know he's the targets are there, like six for ten, five of thirteen, five of seven, even eight for twelve. Two weeks before that, he's just getting 13, 11, and eight. So the targets mm-hmm. are definitely there. The yard is just, and they're, he's just not scoring. Yeah. The offense has been bad as a whole. It's funny. Like, Chris McCaffrey goes out and they look lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. And Brian, it is your turn. Yep. You yeah, with us? You with us, Brian? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay, you're up. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're up. So one 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 running back that uh, 
I don't think we've mentioned yet that's in that 6,000 to 7,000 range is pretty important is Joe Mixon. He's playing the number one uh, defense, giving up fantasy points. So if we I don't think we've mentioned him yet, so he's definitely worth mentioning. For sure. And one thing, I, I don't know, it seems to be a back-to-back week scenario that I can't can't get over, but um, I keep forgetting the important games to, to watch this week. So I'm going to stick a fi- <laughs> stick a, yeah, sticky note on my forehead next week, but I'm going to mention that real quick. This week, there's there's not a ton of games that are over the over the kind of the magical fifty threshold, but um, you got you got to look at the Titans, Colts, the Chargers, and the Patriots, and the Buccaneers and the Saints is the three games closest to fifty, and it's kind of odd because on Sunday night and Monday night, you you have both games that are over fifty. Like I said, that Cowboys game is going to be interesting depending upon what happens to Dak, and most of the Monday night being over fifty, of course, is the Chiefs. They're not expecting a whole lot from the Giants this week. And then there are a few individual teams that we've kind of already highlighted a little bit, but I'm going to throw them out anyway. Got the Eagles sitting at 26 in terms of implied total. Rams at 31. Bengals at 27. Bills at 31. So those are those games we kind of want to highlight this week. Brian, what do you, what do you mean? We shouldn't play any, We shouldn't be worrying about the Bears and Niners with their over-under <laughs> of 39 and a half? Yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> one to kind of stay away from, huh? <laughs> Unless you want the defense, but I take the defense. <laughs> oh my god! I was just scrolling through it. I'm like, wow, 39. Yeah, yeah I take, I'm I curious take if Trey Lance gets in that game. They, remo- they removed him from the injury report today. I For missed sure. that. What was that? Uh, Trey Lance. He's off the injury the injury list. Yes. Wonder how much he gets in. If Garoppolo's playing bad, I'm sure he's coming in sooner and later. At this point. Exactly. I'm. I'm sure he is. Because, like you said, Jimmy G didn't didn't have a very good game last week. Of course, the rain didn't help. That was that was a really bad. No. Rain, so. so we talked about ugly stacks. You know, <laughs> we had Darnold, we had more. I'm going probably equally uglier, depending on you know. It kind of depends on your perspective. So I've got Carson Wentz sitting at 5,700. Now, I know yeah. that's ugly, but he has thrown two touchdown passes in each of the last four games. So he's got a maybe he's got a floor. And with him, I wanted to go ahead and pair, pair Michael Pittman. We've already seen Pittman once, but he's sitting at 5,300, and I really like him. I'm not sure. Like Luke said, he's done really well the last couple of weeks. I don't know about Hilton being there. But I think I think it's going to be a very highly – kind of a high-scoring competitive game I anticipate in a divisional matchup. And I like to – I always come back with, like to come back with a comeback player. So A.J. Brown is my comeback player, and he was sitting at 6,900. So that's my that's my stack and then my comeback player. So after that, I needed a pair of running backs. We've already had we've already heard one of them. James Robinson sitting at sixty six hundred made perfect sense to me. And to be honest with you, my original stack was Hertz and Devontae Smith. So along with them, I was throwing in DeAndre Swift. Well, I went ahead and kept Swift. He's a a lot of a lot of pundits think he's a top five back this week. So. I didn't mind his price tag at seventy one hundred. Then along, along here's the homer pick for me. Luke went with the other Steelers wide receiver, Claypool, and the one you can almost guarantee has close to ten targets is going to be Deontay Johnson. So I went with him. He he was slightly more pricey than Claypool at sixty seven hundred, but I still wanted to go ahead and go with him instead. And then last but not least, for my wide receivers. Is actually that was my last wide receiver. Got got Pittman as part of the stack. So those are my three wide receivers. And then 
we've heard this name before from Mav, but I went with Hunter Henry at tight end. Like like Mav said, he scored in four straight weeks. He gives you a floor, and this week he could give you a stealing. I am, you know, unlike last year where the Chargers didn't score, the only team that's actually been able to shut down the Chargers all year has been the Ravens, pretty much. So, I uh, I'm gonna expect the Chargers to score a few points. So I'll I'll go with that against them. And then my flex, I rarely like to do this, but I wanted a piece of this game. I took Dallas Dallas Goddard at 4,700. Definitely wanted a piece of him. And then last but not least, we just talked about that really ugly 49ers-Bears game. I'm not sure what – I really don't know what the 49ers price tag is off the top of my head, but the Bears were sitting at 2,700. So I took them. 49ers, uh, 35. 35 on San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm glad I took the cheaper cheaper half. I didn't want to invest that much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned Joe Mixon because I had that pivot off of DeAndre Swift for you. But I like both plays, but he was 200 cheaper if, you know, like you said, the Jets are horrible and the Bengals should be in control. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Mixon's definitely a good play this week. Yeah. I- I've bounced back, and who knows between now and Sunday. That's one thing about it. We do this show on Friday night. We give you our best lineup. I think that most of us actually try to maintain the lineup just to see how we'll do. And lucky, lucky enough, like I said, I've won four to five weeks, so I'm, I'm happy with that. But keep in mind, the host can change your lineup occasionally, too. So we do the best we can to offer what we can on Friday night. But things change over the weekend with the injuries and whatnot. So I'm going to have one more homer thing to say with Pittsburgh. Cleveland's fifth against tight end, but Eric Ebron's out, and Pat Freudemuth had a lot of targets the first game Juju was out, and he could be sneaky, and he's only 3,600 if you need absolute punt at that position. He could have eight targets. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, off the bye week, they're going to have some kind of game plan, but Brown's been actually kind of decent against tight ends, but their rookie linebacker, JOK as they call him, he's been, I think, part of that. So it'll be interesting to see if he could be a sneaky play because with Juju out, it seems like he's getting his role. Yeah, and he, he even with Ebron out when even with Ebron in, he's he's become the one at that tight end. I mean, Ebron's kind of become an afterthought. And after last year, yeah. I don't think Ebron really deserved that. He had a decent season, but it's, yeah, he, it's definitely it's definitely not his anymore. So he's a free agent after this year. He's kind of just a dead man walking on the team. He knows he's probably gone after this year, and you know the future is obviously in Pat. Ma'am, do you have any any pivots? Yes. You can go from Wentz to Matt Ryan, and you can go from Deontay Johnson to Calvin Ridley. I like that. Did I do that right? Calvin Ridley is 60. No, I did that wrong. What am I even doing? You could save 100 with Ridley. How much are you going up on quarterback? Oh, okay. So you are saving with Ridley. Okay. I, yeah. That, that's exactly how I saw it. And he has 100 left over, so you have 200 yeah, there. And then Wentz to Matt Ryan is 200. Man, I love Kyle Ridley, but man, is Kyle Kyle Pitts the number one receiver and not Ridley? <laughs> because watching last week, I'm like, man, I don't know. Because yeah, Ridley had Ridley had a touchdown, but he didn't do much else last week. I, I think yeah, yeah, that's was not disappointing. Even, not even a good, play. but he he I, might be. It's Calvin Ridley. He's a stud. It's gonna happen eventually. You know, I did I did see the touchdown, so that's that's uh, that's what I was going off of. And that's what and, I was and then my redraft leagues, I've been far from perfect. But I almost kept I almost kept Ridley as a second round pick. That would have been that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. 
Yep. Yeah, I liked it overall too. I didn't really have much, obviously. Some we are most of the players we've already mentioned kind of the same price range. So it's kind of couple I mean, a couple quarterbacks I'd like to throw out there. You could. in the same game I had Wentz. He's more expensive, but I like Tannehill this week. And the other one I kind of liked is, is Lawrence at fifty five hundred. I think both those could be potential options. For sure. Um it is it is Seattle, but Trevor Lawrence is only sitting at fifty five hundred. Yeah, what is uh Marvin Jones price? I feel like that's a name fifty nine. That could be a good play too. Yeah, against this, the Seattle. This secondary. is the name I have to throw out there. But to be honest, it would it would have completely affected my completely changed my lineup. But Jerry Judy is sitting at forty eight hundred, and today he did not practice. He I don't know if that was a rest day or they've decided. Well, maybe this isn't the week yet. But they they um they allowed him they took him off the IR in regard they haven't activated him yet but they gave him a three week window and this is the second week of that so if he doesn't play this week he'll have to play next week or, or be on long term IR he's not going there yeah. and he's sitting at forty eight hundred yep. he's the absolute slam dunk if he plays yep then my my only actual okay. pick would be Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Jones instead okay. of um I think you can keep Pittman but. Uh, I'm not a fan of any of the Steelers receivers. We feel you. <laughs> and the only cheap tight end I've gotten is is Uzama at 3,700. In and regards to others that haven't been mentioned, so it could be a steal. Yeah. Well, you also consider probably the hottest running back last week, Jonathan Taylor. You have a hundred left over. You could go from Swift to Jonathan Taylor if you wanted to. Yeah. The only reason I didn't is because I already had the stack. I, I I thought about that long and hard, and I still might do it. But it's hard for me. I know some of us don't mind triple up and triple up in the a lineup, but it's hard. I mean, it, that can completely sink your lineup. Yeah. Or I mean, you, or you completely you, win the whole thing. So you, yeah, you right. could go Swift to Taylor, and then you can go Pittman to your boy who you were mentioning before, T. Higgins. Yeah. Hey, I see Jacoby Myers under T. Higgins. We getting a touchdown this week or what? We're gonna do this every week until he scores. <laughs> that was, it was, oh, man. So it's cool gonna, it's gonna, so gonna cool happen. Every week. It has so, to happen. So cool. I don't understand how they don't even scheme for it. They don't even yeah. scheme for him to, to get in the end zone. Like like they did they did twice right last week. Um, got turned back from a holding call, and then the week before that, um, what happened? Like the play was schemed for him, but they covered it and it went to Hunter Henry instead. Right. The, the last running back I want to throw out there against Jacksonville is Alex Collins should be getting the start. He's fifty three hundred, and that seems like a cheap play too against a bad defense. Oh, Alex Collins! I was like, who? Yeah. Um, as long as he plays, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I like not, Alex Collins too. Like you said, yeah, I think he's, he's questionable, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Definitely some nice little. Uh, oh, I think there's on. some cheap plays. Hold on, you got. Oh no, McKissick. he found his boy. <laughs> you got McKissick. It's he had a bad week last week. This is the good week now. Mm-hmm. At, at, at 5100, I don't know. That could be the play. Now, Gibson was fully removed from the injury report today. If he, but that shin injury can't be 100. percent But they took him off the injury report, so that's the only problem with those two. It's just I feel like that's it was about either. the first time in a month, isn't it? That he yeah, the injury report. And I just thought about benching him in my dynasty league, and then he comes off the injury point. And I'm like, man, now I think I got to play him. Exactly. So, all right, let's so do some spread picks it. because all the good teams are playing at eight o'clock. Yeah, and I was going to mention like 
tight end alone this week was tough because Waller's on a bye, Andrews is on a bye, Kelsey's on Monday night. I was like, holy crap, like all the big time tight ends are like not available for the main slate. All right. And then you have um Zeke, Dalvin Cook, and whoever mm-hmm. the teams are running out at running back, uh Williams. Daryl. Daryl Williams, yeah. Yeah. And then Devontae Booker, who's a good he he's a good cheap play. Yeah. And then at receiver, you got Shepard, Hill, Jefferson. The Cowboys receivers. Yeah, all of them. And then Thielen. Yep. So. And even Dalton Schultz, a tight end, has been very good. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tight ends not on the main slate this week. Yeah, exactly. All right. So oh, I, yeah. I thought about that. That's a great point about that. Uh, I was I was looking for Justin Jefferson, and I couldn't find him. <laughs> You're like, why can't I play him? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know they're playing this week. <laughs> And that's um, another thing to keep in mind. We've already mentioned Dak, but if you're playing the Sunday night game, the solo game, just be sure you check about an hour and a half before game time because if Dak's out, that whole lineup sunk. So just keep would, in mind that for the single game. I would still play CD Lamb because when Dak went out, they kind of like force fed CD Lamb. Yeah. And then once you're in the red zone, that's like Cooper territory. I feel Schultz might be okay too because we know backup quarterbacks with tight ends. Mm-hmm. Like, Same thing with the running backs. Yeah, but Tony Pollard. I have one redraft league where I only had Dak, so I just went just in case as a pivot. I went and got Daniel Jones for Monday night. Just if he's out that way, at least I have a quarterback. Great point because I'm 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 going to do the same thing. All right. So for picks, I went Rams. I mean, it feels like everybody with a big favorite point spread seems to cover against the Rams. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't cover last week. Lions, baby, one of my two wins. <laughs> I like, yeah, I feel like the, I feel like Stafford kind of felt bad for his for his former team didn't want to embarrass him too badly. So it is Houston. I think he has no issues with embarrassing them. Um, and they I came mean, out the Lions with that fake punt and onside kick. I'm like, oh, okay, Lions. Yeah, so like, oh, this is the game the Lions are going to win. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I really don't see how the point spread is the way it is, but I'm going to take Tennessee at plus two and a half. I don't even see how the Colts are even favored in this game. They just won a very ugly game against the 49ers. And I don't even know how the 49ers even lost that because when I stopped watching, the 49ers were winning. And Wentz had just thrown his his best pass this season when the ball slipped out of his hands in the red zone. It's the most ugliest throw I've ever seen. Um, I don't know how you, people can comfortably f- put Denver favorites on anything. They're terrible. They beat three terrible teams to start the season, and now they look terrible. So I'm taking Washington plus three and a half. I don't even know in which aspect of football Denver is better than Washington. Um, Heineke's better than Bridgewater. The running back core is better in, in Washington. Um, McLaurin is better than Sutton. I think so. People will, you know, have their opinion that you know Sutton is better. That's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard those two compared right next to each other. I've never really thought about it. Yeah, there's just a lot of people that are just huge fans of Cortland Sutton, that he's like a top 12 receiver. And then McLaurin, is, uh, he's like not even talked about anymore. At least from yeah. what I McLaurin is the better of the two. Me, me being a Buckeye country, it, he gets talked about around here, though. But <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, outside of here, football. outside of Columbus, Ohio, probably I can see that for sure. McLaurin, like, the talks about him has been really quiet. Um, I have zero faith in Geno Smith, so give me Jacksonville to win another game for Urban Meyer. They looked really happy to win. Was it last week, right? He they, he, he won his first game? Yep, before yeah. the bye, yeah. Yeah, they looked very happy to win for him, and he looked very happy. So it seems everything that happened is is pretty much done. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's the vibe that I got. Like, they everybody looked really happy off that win. So I'm expecting for that to continue. Um, like I said, revenge game after getting swept last year in the regular season. Give me the Bucks minus four and a half. Um, I know the Saints do really well against Tampa. But like I said, revenge game. Brady is he he's here to break records this year, as I claimed he was at the beginning of the season. He's here to break records. He literally has nothing to play for anymore. Right. Um, like I said earlier in the show, my upset of the week. Uh give me New England plus four and a half. Um, I know this is not in Gillette Stadium. I don't remember where they played last year. But um, New England special teams against the Chargers. Yeah, I think that's like people don't think about it as much. Like, oh, my God, it's special teams. Like, no, the Chargers will lose games just off of special teams. And it has happened on several occasions. I don't know know if people know, but they once had the number one ranked offense, the number one ranked defense, the 32nd ranked special teams and (laughs) missed the playoffs. That has happened. They changed kickers again this week. They got the Washington kicker, Hopkins. They just cut. They can't get a kicker either. But he's oh, been a good yeah. kicker, so maybe they finally got one there. They're done. Yeah. Expect a block kick. <laughs> I'll remember that when it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, if Gunner returns, I that's that's is what that's what's going to win the game. Um, special teams might be the difference maker here, so that's kind of what I'm expecting. Belichick usually does very well against good quarterbacks. Um, just minus that because that team is way too stacked. Um, and even then, that was a very winnable game. Look at the teams he's lost to. Tua, not bad, but not great. Uh, Jameis Winston, he's not good at all. Like, let's not lie to ourselves. Uh, they lost to Brady, a game they should have won. And the, the Pats are three and four, right? Who's the fourth team they lost to? Dallas. Okay, and Dak, right? Okay, yeah. Games they should have won, literally should have won, right? So the only team yeah. that they got blown out by is famous Jameis, and like let's not let's not even pretend that he's great. So, yeah. To be fair, though, they could have lost to Houston. Let's be real; <laughs> they played like crap. That game. they make bad quarterbacks <laughs> look good too. I've always said yeah. that. Unless it's the Jets, Brock Osweiler has <laughs> wins. Joe right. Flacco has owned them in the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. Terrible quarterbacks. But now, right. good quarterbacks, he plays very well. Um, when was the last time the Chargers even beat the Patriots? That'd be a stat for uh, Boston guy to know. <laughs> I don't right? know. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember the last time the Chargers even even beat the Patriots. So that's yeah. another thing to look out for as well. Okay. Uh, so those are my six picks. Okay. Well, you should be happy because we have none the same. And the way I picked the last two weeks, you're probably going to be liking that. <laughs> uh so I have the Carolina Panthers first at plus three. I was already on the Sam Darnold and DJ Moore train. I think the Falcons D gets exposed and the Panthers finally have a get right game this week. Like I said, they're number one against the run, force Matt Ryan to pass, maybe forcing him into mistakes. I think Carolina's D could be a sneaky play too. Maybe. We'll see. Um, next game, they won me last week. I'm going against them this week. Give me the Eagles. I think they're coming in. Uh, Take it to the Lions. I think the Lions have a bad game. The Lions are going to win a game somewhere for that coach. They're going to play hard, but I don't think it's this week. And I pray to God it's not against Pittsburgh in two weeks. I will not show up to work if we lose to Detroit. Pittsburgh will pull a Pittsburgh against anybody. Right. Speaking of Pittsburgh, you took New England. I'm taking the Steelers. Is that four and a half now? Oh, that's too many points. Baker's playing on a dead shoulder, and Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. Just bench him. I'm sorry. This. Uh, 
Is he scared to lose his job to Keenum? I don't know why he's forcing himself back so bad. But I think it's a contract year, but like you can play worse as the yeah. season goes on. Season is like we're not even we're barely halfway through. If anything, we're not. Yeah. Pittsburgh's still top ten against the run. If they can shut Chubb down, I think Pittsburgh can win this game pretty good. But especially getting four and a half. I think if the Browns do win, it's by three. But I, I like the Steelers getting four and a half for sure. Um, so one I've well, let me do this for I got the Chiefs on Monday night. Get right game for Carolina. Also get right game for the Chiefs. I think they show up finally and cover and just obliterate the depleted Giants. Now, Kadarius Tony might play, which could be a factor. That kid looks good, but with still no Saquon and uh there's a receiver still. Oh, is Gall- it Shep- Galladay, yeah. But whatever with him. Is Shepard? Yeah. He missed last week. He's questionable. I think him and Slayton are questionable again. Okay. So I like the Chiefs and I, at home Monday night. They just got embarrassed. Andy Reid, I think, gets them right. Mahomes wants to prove he's still Mahomes and they come out and just shellack the Giants. Maybe kind of a flip to the Giants come up big win. You know, oh, we, you know, we beat Sam Darnold. You know, okay, mispatch Mahomes. All right, the two I'm against you. You said, I don't know how they're favored, but I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half. Divisional game at home. I think Wentz is playing well. I think the Titans are overperforming a little bit. They are decent against the run. Maybe they shut Derrick Henry down, and the Colts can get it done through the air against that secondary. And then my upside pick of the week is one the other one you had, Mav, and you're not going to like this, but I think Jameis Winston, they swept him last year. I think they beat him again this week. I think they just have something on Tampa, and I don't know what it is. But I'm taking the plus four and a half. I think they beat them outright. I think the Saints get Tampa, and Tampa has to come back to earth here. Tampa's not going to roll through this whole schedule, right? They're not going to go 16-1 and one on this new thing. I, never know, man. I mean, it's not smart to bet against Tom, or you know what I mean. So, but Every time I bet against Tom or sometimes even betting for the Patriots have cost me. So right. it, it's either you, you don't bet against him or you don't bet at all. Well, what did you say? They make bad quarterbacks look good. Jameis Winston ain't that great. Maybe he has a good game. So let's go Saints. Upset of the week. Let's take them. Let's see if they still got their number. I like it this week. Give me the four and a half. Luke, I, I like them too. You're the only one that had the guts enough to mention it on air. So <laughs> I, Might I, look I, real dumb. I had it written down. But I'm not that brave, so <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you some support on there. How about that? Okay. Moral support. I'll take it. <laughs> so, for mine, you know, I'll be honest. I've been I've been doing this gambling thing for, I don't know, 20-plus years, probably close to 30. And I've always thought that point spreads over 10 are not necessarily a great thing. But this year, I'm coming around to believing that there are some really – Bad football teams out there. So it seems like I'm, I'm littered with multiple point spreads here. So for me, I've got the Bills minus 14 versus the Dolphins. Second, I take the Bengals minus 10 and a half versus the Jets. Third, I've got the Rams minus 14 and a half at the Texans. Oh, that's 16 and a half. Because like I said, those are just three. Pretty oh, bad yeah. football teams. And not only that, the Jets are without Zach Wilson. So who – I think y'all were mentioning who, earlier. Who's this guy that's backup quarterback? Mike White. Wait, when, where, what, where did what, he play college? Western Kentucky. Where was it? Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. I should know that being, being from Nashville, Tennessee. So 
He may be a stud, but I'm not. I'm not that familiar with him. I don't think he's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> he played and, really good last week, but the thing is, the Jets are such a second half team. Where they, but I'm gonna bet just, again. They just look terrible in the first half. Also, but, Corey Davis is doubtful, so that's another weapon down. So I'm gonna take against them. They don't sound that great this week, so yeah. they may stun me. But I'm I'm gonna go against them. I know Mav's not gonna hate me for this, but life moves on. I've got Chargers minus four. Oh, man. And then I'm gonna agree with Mav on this one. Initially, my my point spread was saying two and a half on on what only Washington getting two and a half, but Mav says it's three and a half now. So I, I'll take Washington for that one. And last but not least, is another one of those double digit teams, like Luke just said. I, I think the Chiefs finally figure out what the heck they're doing. And I hope for I hope for the Chiefs fans to actually figure it out for the rest of the year. We'll see. So those are my six. That's funny. You took all four of the big spreads, but you might be right. Those teams are bad. They're playing. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't typically like to do that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I would do a, another wager that says none of those four teams get more than 14 points this week. Ooh. I definitely see that with the jets. I could see the dolphins getting more than 14 the way two has played the last two weeks. That, that'd be the one probably. But I actually kind of agree with you with the rest of them. Maybe the Giants too, because the Chiefs D isn't all that great, you know. So if you if you were to make a bet, you don't even get much because of the amount of favorites on here. Mm-hmm. Nine minus sixteen, eleven, fourteen. Nine. Yeah. So we're a little bit all over the place with picks. We only have a couple of the same and a couple against. I think Matt's going to hate us. You know, you, you went against the Patriots. I went against Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have a week to recuperate. Matt will get to feeling better. And he'll, yep. he'll, his anger towards us will go away. That's the nice <laughs> thing about a week. It, it, it typically puts things away. So. Especially if the Patriots win. He'll feel a lot better. Oh, yeah, exactly. His oh, coat yeah. will suddenly be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it looks like it's getting close to that time of day. If, y'all, if we want to give it our Twitter handles and – Kind of yeah, say yeah. goodnight to everybody. All right. Uh, there we go. Like I said, my name is Maverick. I'll be uh, live tweeting when the game is on. Patriots upsetting the Chargers. Um, if not, it'll be a lot of raging tweets about why we're doing any of the stuff we're doing. <laughs> uh, my name is Lucas Depal. So you can find me on Twitter. Same thing with Pittsburgh. Let's hope we can beat up an injured Baker Mayfield and take it to him Sunday. Let's hope they uh, come out and play good after the bye. My most importantly, I hope you get to feeling better. Thanks. Yes, for sure. And then uh, you can reach me at Vandegrad92. Like I mentioned in, in the intro, I'm pretty much all over the place. This past week, I wasn't really able to be around as much. My, uh, I actually went to Air- Phoenix, Arizona to, vis- to visit. I had... Um, Living donor kidney transplant on August the 11th of last year. So I actually went out and visit, visited my donor for about a few, four or five days, get get to know her and her husband better. So that was a really exciting trip for both my wife and I. But like I said, Vandegrad92, um, we'll be again here here again next Friday night. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Wish you all good luck with all your games, and you all have a good weekend. Take care, everybody. See you guys.